This is Popular Front, a podcast focused on the niche details of modern warfare and underreported conflict with me, Jake Hanrahan. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently because for this episode, we're going to be speaking about the unfortunate death of Jay Stark. Now, if you don't know who Jay Stark is, I suggest you go to the Popular Front YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash popular front. Look for a documentary that we made called Plastic Defense. It's got 2.3 million views as of October 2021. It's all about Jay Stark and this 3D printed weapon that he has made, the FGC9. That stands for Fuck Gun Control 9mm. Jay Stark is essentially the pioneer of 3D printed firearms in Europe. Him and his colleague came up with the designs for the FGC9. It's a 3D printed submachine gun. 80% of it is literally made of plastic. It's very clearly deadly. It does not blow up in your hands when fired. Whatever you think about guns, this thing is very well made. Um, and in the documentary, Plastic Defense, we went and met Jay Stark. He's out in Western Europe, or he was. Um, and we met him and we spent time with him. Um, it took me three years, uh, two to three years, I think it was, of talking to Jay Stark before he agreed that, yes, we can go and film with him. Um, and obviously over those three years, I got to know him. I got to know him off camera. And, you know, I, I think it's very, it's sad that he's dead, actually. I mean, I, you'll see the doc, I very clearly disagree with him on a lot of things. But, you know, I, I think it's sad. I've had people say, oh, you shouldn't say that, you know, you're a journalist, fuck out of here, man. This is, this is popular front, not CNN, you know. Um, and Jay Stark was a, a kind of lonely guy. And, yeah, okay, you know, a lot of his ideas, perhaps you, me, everybody doesn't agree with, but he had his ideas and he believed in them. He was not far left, he was not far right, he wasn't. He didn't fit into those kind of categories. He was just a guy that believed in um, extreme free speech and extreme uh, weapons ownership. So he believed that anybody has the right to own a firearm because, you know, if a government turns tyrannical, how are you going to defend yourself and fight back against them, you know? And I, and I think that anybody who does like to be free can definitely appreciate that there should be a way to defend yourself from a tyrannical government. I mean, well, you know, you can't just be walked on. Um, and obviously in Europe, gun ownership is very, well, a lot more difficult than it is perhaps in the States. And Jay Stark was taking massive risks. Um, and yeah, he, he took a massive risk and he knew all the risks and he was very happy to break the law to, to do what he was doing. And yeah, so unfortunately now he's dead. So let, let, let's kind of... Let's kind of let's, let's talk about what actually happened. We will be hearing um, from someone from the the three D printed gun community, uh, the global three D printed gun community that uh, Jay Stark was a part of and is seen as a legend and somewhat of a martyr now uh, in it. We will be hearing from Vin Win um, later. He's going to be talking to us about the kind of reaction in that community. But you know, let's let's just kind of look at what's actually happened first. Um, I would say out of any reporter, I knew Jay Stark the most. You know, I, I'm the one that got access. I'm the one that filmed with him. I spoke to him over the over the course of three years. Um, and yeah, it came out recently this week, um, or last week rather, the end of last week, that Jay Stark is dead. Um, and his, so, so basically, here's what we know. So details are still kind of, um, you know, a little bit up in the air. 
But from what we're seeing, uh, Der Spiegel, the German um, newspaper, so they're saying that basically a uh, British financial firm um, was looking into, you know, some, I guess, weird, I guess some unusual purchases from someone that they say eventually turned out to be Jay Stark. Now, they say financial firms, there's some talk. Um, which I think it's quite, um, from what I know from the sources that I have, it's quite reliable. There's some talk that these firms were eBay um, and Coinbase. Now, I don't know how British they are, but I know that those two financial firms, allegedly within the gun community and allegedly from people that were connected to JSTAC, it was those firms that kind of started reporting who would be JSTAC to, to the police. And these, these transactions um, led back to Germany. Now, from what I understand, there has been, there was some, you know, uh, operational security, OPSEC mistakes made by Jay Stark, which, which kind of led, rather than instead to a dead, dead end, it led the police to um, identify him. Um, and what happened was in June, um, this article says, uh, in June, late June, uh, investigators launched a raid on um, what they say was one of Jay Stark's apartments. Um, apparently here, a commando stormed his apartment, so obviously there would have been full gear, everything, guns. Uh, they found a 3D printer, several mobile phones, hard drives, and a laptop, but no weapons. So basically, this guy, they're saying it's Jay Stark, you know, they're naming him as Jacob D. You know, everybody knows now it was Jay Stark. He's dead. So, you know, it is what it is. But basically, they're saying that Jay Stark was there. He got raided and the weapons. So the FGC 9s, Mark 1 and Mark 2. I don't know if he had more. I don't know. And um, we didn't speak after the doc. But, you know, um, apparently those were all gone. So they're already gone. So who knows where they are? They're out there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe the police have found them. I don't know. Um, only Jay Stark, I guess, knew that. But now he's dead. Um, <clears throat> he says here that he was allowed to remain free. So not really sure what happened. Um, initial reports said he was arrested, but it seems that he wasn't. He was allowed to remain free. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. I guess you can't, you can't arrest someone for owning a 3D printer um, and having a laptop, even if they do think it's Jay Stark. It, it says to me maybe they didn't have as much evidence perhaps as... They thought maybe they went on the raid a little bit too quick and they didn't find any weapons. I don't know what happened, but, you know, who knows what the police do. Um, says then, two days after the raid, relatives found his body, so they found Jay Stark, in a, in a, in a car that was parked in front of his parents' home in Hanover. Uh, an, an autopsy was unable to reveal a clear cause of death, but coroners ruled out foul play. Investigators fear that Jay Stark can now be viewed uh, in the scene as a martyr. That's already happening. Coroners, though, believe he died a natural death, even though the official cause remains undetermined. Now, apparently, um, this is what the article says, that he had a weak heart and perhaps he died of a heart attack, heart failure, whatever, because of this, this uh, weak heart, this, this heart defect that he'd had apparently from birth um now very callously one of the uh, the investigating officials says perhaps the excitement was just too much for him i think that's very clearly you know one of the police officers kind of being like haha you know he's dead sort of thing 
Um, I mean, I mean, you know, I, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. Oh, the feds, the German police killed him. Um, or there's some theories that perhaps Jay Stark would have taken his own life because, you know, it's kind of known that he was, you know, he was a lonely guy. He had depression issues. That is definitely not like a secret. It's not something that, you know, a, a few people knew that. But, you know, at the end of the day, he also was a very outspoken guy. I think if he would have killed himself, I think... Perhaps there would have been a note. Perhaps he would have put something online before the end. Or maybe there was a note and maybe it was on him. Maybe the police were like, right, get rid of that because we don't want the world, you know, hearing anything else from him. I mean, they certainly tried to keep it quiet that he died, you know, for four months until this, this Der Spiegel reporter dug into it. Um, but who knows? I don't know, you know. Um, I, I imagine the way that Jay Stark was, I just... <sighs> If he was gonna, if he knew right, I'm gonna commit suicide because of all this this situation. Then I think surely he would have put something out online. You know, um, he lived his life online in many ways. So I don't know. Um, the police are basically saying that you know he was in the car outside the house and just died of a heart attack in the car two days after the raid. There's some people, like I said, they think the police killed him. I, I look, there's a lot of problems with the German police. They have a very big problem with far right activity. They have a problem with um, you know using ex excessive force, violence on citizens. Um, I mean, this year they had to disband, disband one of their crack commando units because they found out that a load of them were planning a far-right um, attack. I mean, just Google German police day X, you can read all about that. So there's obviously issues, there's problems, um, as there is with any police force. Um, but does that mean I think, do I think, well, yeah, sure, they killed Jay Stark. Well, I, look, surely it would be a lot better for them to have arrested him and been like, look, we got the, the the godfather of 3D printed guns in Europe. We got your man. Like, surely that would have been a bigger propaganda coup for them. Because they then could have, you know, someone would have got a fucking promotion or some shit or whatever. How it does work with the police, I don't know. But, you know, they could be like, look, we're, we're keeping this off the street. We've, we've, we've got the head of um, the FGC9 network, if you like, in Europe. We got the guy that made the thing. Surely that would have been a big thing for the cops. Um, and then, you know, if they were really inclined to kill the guy, I'm sure they could have had it done in prison once he was in jail a lot easier than, you know, I don't know. Than <laughs> It just, look, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I know the cops do bad shit and I know that people like Jay Stark are the kind of people that governments really do not want getting too much attention. But look, maybe he killed himself, maybe he did something to induce the heart attack. Um, I don't know, but you know, it, it is what it is. I don't really, I'm not really interested in talking about theories with anybody. Um, Jay Stark is gone. Um, and like I said, I got to know the lad and it's funny, you know, in this, in this, this kind of job that I've had, I've been doing this, what, nearly 10 years now, I've met some of the most interesting people. Um, and Jay Stark was definitely one of them, you know, uh, it was definitely one of them in it, it, and yeah, when I found out he was dead, it, uh, it, it hit me like a fucking bus, I'll be honest. I just thought, no, like, fuck. It's sad, you know, and I, I get it. As I said before, people saying, oh, you shouldn't be sad. And, you know, if that's how, what you think is a good reporter, to have no empathy, fine. Um, if you think that I should just keep my mouth shut and not, you know, make the tribute video as we did to him for Popular Front, mind your own business. That's up to you. So we did what we think we did. Like I said, you know, in the doc, there's a lot of things that I, I disagreed with Jay Stark about. You can see it clearly. We had 
you know, kind of intense arguments or debates within that doc on camera. But just know if I didn't question Jay Stark the way I did, we wouldn't have got those incredible monologues from him, those those snippets that you're all posting now. So, you know, the, the, the funny thing is there's a lot of people uh, on the left and the right, they're like, oh, journalism is shit, it doesn't do this, and it does, it's not, you know, it's it's not challenging ideas. What a lot of those people actually mean is, why isn't this rubbing my belly for me and making me think that I'm right? So I think the best thing about Plastic Defense is anyone that watches it kind of comes out like open from it, like what the fuck? Actually, he had a point with this, he had a point with that. So I think that's that's better. That's what journalism should do to kind of give you an idea of things, make your own mind up, that's up to you. Um, I know Jay Stark um, said it was one of the best things that he was a part of, the doc, and he felt that it represented him in a fair way. One thing I will say about Jay Stark is I said to him, look, this is not a fucking promotional trailer for the FGC9 and your group and what you believe in. I will not be including what you want. I will make this doc how I want and it will be a journalistic endeavor. Um, and every time he just said, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Like he didn't, you know, he didn't, when he says he was completely about free speech from what I saw of him, that seemed to be true to me. You know, he didn't try and hinder my work at all. Um, and yeah, one thing that I, I think was kind of funny when the doc came out actually was there were some, you know, these like hyper offended type people, they're like professionally offended. They only really exist on Twitter, but you know, Twitter's a big thing. So they were on Twitter and, and despite Jay Stark saying in the documentary, uh, we kick Nazis and racists and you know, jihadists out of our group if we find out about them, despite him saying that, these kind of offended people were like, Jay Stark is clearly a white nationalist and, you know, his ideas are all about white nationalists, despite him saying, you know, why doesn't the world care about the Muslim Uyghurs in China being oppressed? They still decided that, you know, because he's a tough and kind of outspoken person that somehow he's now a white nationalist or some kind of far right guy. Well, Jay Stark was Kurdish. So not a very good white nationalist if that was, you know, if that's what people thought, no. Jay Stark was Kurdish, um... And, you know, we had a lot of discussions um, about, you know, the Kurdish resistance because obviously I've done a lot of work in Kurdistan filming with Kurdish um, fighters. And Jay Stark, he held his identi identity very close to his chest, you know, and but he was very proud of being a Kurd. And, you know, he thought what the YPG had done in Syria was great. He was very happy to see that Kurds were fighting with dignity to, you know, kind of carve something out for themselves whilst being crushed and oppressed. And, you know, I, I think a lot a lot of people now after watching it are like, oh, it makes sense that he, the way he had these views, it's because he was Kurdish. I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think it's just because it was Kurdish. It's because he had his ideas and that was that, you know. I'm sure he would have known from a young age that if, if you don't fight back against oppression, you will be walked on and you won't exist anymore. Sure, he would have understood that from a very young age because of his Kurdish background. Um, however, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't want to spin this and kind of talk on Jay Stark's behalf and act as if, like, you know, he was an apogee, he was, like, hardcore into democratic confederalism, he believed in every tenet of the YPG. No, that that isn't true. But he liked what was happening there and he was proud of that, you know. Um, I heard him speak Kurdish a few times even and it was all kind of revolutionary stuff that he was saying. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I think I know that the world would want 
to would 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 he would have wanted the world to know that yeah he was he was a Kurd. Um, there was some report initially said he was of Turkish origin. No, he was Kurdish. Um, you know, so so you know that that is out there. There's not really much else I guess uh, I can say about this, but I just wanted to explain the situation. Um, and obviously, Plastic Defense is the biggest documentary that Popular Front has ever made. Um, <clears throat> and as I said on Twitter, when all this kind of came out last week that Jay Stark had died, um, this was nothing to do with us. Let me just be clear. Popular Front does not burn sources. I do not burn sources. And the police didn't even get in contact with me or anything like that. Um, we did a lot to um, protect Jay Stark's anonymity um, and ask anyone in the 3D printed gun community he was happy with every step that we took he felt that it was enough he was happy with it and he was appreciative of the fact that you know this is what we did it's journalistic integrity you know it is what it is you protect your sources um, as I've already mentioned it was financial services reporting Jay Stark to the police um, that, that eventually led to his raid, this raid that happened. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of be clear on that. Um, and even in the article, there's nothing even about, you know, Popular Front being um, the reason why. I think they'd already been, from what the article said, this the Spiegel article, they, the police were already on to him. Um, they'd been investigating him for quite a while. I mean, the, the Popular Front doc came out in 2020, um, I'm pretty sure if, if the police were on him like that, it would have happened quickly after that. As it stands, the raid happened in June, again, after these financial services um, reported the activities to the police. But yeah, anyway, like I said, nothing else really to say, I guess. Um, Jay Stark, he was 28 years old. Um, he's now passed away, you know, rest in peace. And I think, you know, it's it's not really, it spans all political spectrums. Well, not really. I guess if you're a fascist, you don't like freedom. Um, but, you know, he said, live free or fucking die. And I disagree with him in a lot of things, but that I agree with completely. You know, it's very important for people to have their dignity, to have their own personal autonomy and to be free. Um, freedom means different things to people, different people, sure, but whatever. You know, rest in peace, Jay Stark. We're going to hear from Vin Wynn. Um, again, he's um, a part of the 3D printed gun community that Jay Stark was also a part of. He's just going to give us some idea of the kind of reaction and the impact that the loss of Jay Stark has made on that community um, because I didn't want this to just be all me talking. I know I've rambled for like 20 minutes. Don't worry, I won't make a habit of this because it would be very annoying for me to just be talking for an episode. But with something like this, you know, it's it's a big situation. Popular Front's biggest doc. The main character is dead. It's, you know, I just felt like I should have to go and say like, look, this is what happened. This is the way I feel about it because, you know, ultimately there were parts of Jay Stark that I really liked. Parts that I didn't like, but that's that's life. You know, life is not binary. It's not one or the other. Um, it's nuanced. And anyone that thinks it is just binary, that's a very boring way to look at the world, I think. You know, people have depth, people have layers, and you can be interested and enjoy people for various different reasons. We don't all have to, you know, mark these kind of check boxes to be appreciated or for you to appreciate someone. Online, in the Twitter kind of political discourse, sure. 
everybody has to be all or nothing, but that's that's not real life. That's very boring. Um, don't dedicate your time to that because you'll miss out on some of the most interesting people in life. Anyway, now we're going to hear from uh, Vin. Sadly, we know now that Jay Stark has passed away. Um, maybe just just give us an idea of what the what the response was within the kind of you know the 3D printed uh, gun community that he was a part of. Well, the response based on what I'm reading is a lot of uh, a lot of shock um, and a lot of uh, speculation, especially regarding the circumstances and what how he passed. Um, I know that when I got the news, uh, I was caught very off guard and. I was like, you gotta be pulling my leg. And mm. they're like, no, we're not. And it's like, oh wow, like this is like I, I don't know what to say. Like my first and my first speculation was, oh my gosh, this is really suspicious. You know, but we don't know, you know, the facts for sure what exactly happened. Um it's just I don't know, it's just it's just a complete total shock. But it on the other hand, it also wasn't completely how I say unexpected. Because I'm, I'm absolutely certain that Stark must have known the inevitable. Um, I guess we just didn't realize it would come this soon. Yeah, yeah. So you think like he knew that eventually he might have got, got caught. Right. The, the environment that he's in, right? The environment he lives in, you know, like a very uh, anti-gun anti kind of, uh, you know, law and system. And the fact that he had to go to that the many lengths to conceal his identity and, you know, cover his tracks. Um mm -hmm. Just, you know, there's, he probably accepted that kind of risk that, oh, hey, you know, um, XYZ circumstance might happen at a, a point in time. And I guess, you know, if I was him, I'd probably you know, expect the uninevitable. It's just the fact that it happened so soon, you know, after mm -hmm. his gun was released and all that stuff was just, you know, it takes you a little off guard. Yeah, man. Um, and for people kind of completely unrelated to this this whole world, not in these circles at all, maybe just give us an idea of how big a kind of character or at least person Jay Stark was within the 3D printed gun community based off of his work, at least. So um, Stark, you know, for, for the late, late people out there, Stark was basically someone who was, you know, entirely anonymous, right? You didn't really know who he was. All you knew was that he was cooking up a design that would, you know, um, ultimately uh, anger the bodies that be. And he had principles, he had ideals that he stuck to. He was consistent in that. And this this character wrapped in um, mystique, right? And his ideals that resonate with so many people. Um, of course, it would make sense that people would, you know, uh, look up to him and, you know, say, and say, oh, hey, this is, you know, someone who's on our side. He's, you know, fighting for us, he's on, he's on the good side. And so that, that's the kind of personality that Stark was, right? You didn't know him, right? But you at least felt that he was a friend or at least someone that was really consistent, you know, um, someone who, you know, cared about the rights of people to free speech and uh, self-defense. And so, you know, it's strange that even though you've never, even though people have never met him, right, they still felt a connection um to his you know persona and a connection to his cause because you know for all intents and purposes he he was the, the face of the cause right um working on a product that you know let anyone who needed a gun have access to it and someone who you know collaborate with like-minded people to think of ways to you know get traditionally hard to obtain items like barrels and ammunition 
um, bring that within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, and since he's died, um, I know in the police report there, or at least in the, I know in the, in the article, the police said that, oh, they're worried that Jay Stark is going to become some kind of martyr. Um, from what I can see, it seems to be kind of happening already. I mean, what do you reckon? <laughs> the fact that they're afraid he'll become some kind of martyr means that they're afraid of him. You know, I know you know about the, um, the legend of uh, Mr. Hemayer in the States, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. They parted up his bulldozer because they were afraid they being, you know, the the state and the government were afraid that people would take memorabilia home from the junkyard and you know immortalize him. And that's exactly what people did. You know, even though there weren't any memorabilia go around, they immortalized them and they they told his story to, you know, the people around them and they told the kids their story. And it, it just shows that the state is afraid of people who dare defy the norm, right? Who dare to secure their own freedoms and not let themselves or others be subjugated. Um, so, I mean, it's not unexpected that the German government would say that, you know. Um, <laughs> that's actually really uh, a little funny that they would say that because it just shows, um, you know, how afraid they are of the people and the power the people ha have. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to go into any theories too deeply here, but what I found interesting was that the, um, the, the, the article says that the, the, uh, the post-mortem, the autopsy, it said that it was inconclusive, but at the same time, they're saying, you know, he had this heart defect, he had uh, poor health, he had a heart, uh, they're saying he had a heart attack. Some people have said, yeah, they knew about it. Some said, no, we've never heard about it. I mean, did you hear anything about this, you know, when he was alive, that he had a heart problem? Um, I heard it from close people in the community. You know, yeah. So I'm not going to, you know, rule that out um, as a certainty. I, I do empathize with um, the shock and anger of other people, though, because mm. this is a movement that is naturally skeptical of you know, the state, right? And yeah. what happens when the state investigates itself, right? So, of, of course, <laughs> I understand the skepticism. Um, and, I mean, you know, when, when I told my, my family, right, um, you know, they, they watched, you know, the popular front documentary and, you know, their, their reaction was like, oh, Vin, you, you need to be careful. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. And then when I told them, hey, uh, you know, like, you know, remember that guy that you saw on, you know, Jake's documentary, you know, he passed. Mm. And they're like, oh, okay. And then the next day they came back to me and they said, we think he was assassinated. I was like, no, 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 no I, I don't no. think so. No. But, you know, the fact that even lay people think due to circumstances, he was assassinated. Um, you know, of course. I know I, you know, I, I'm empathetic to why and understand why people are speculating that. I obviously I can't say for sure if he was or wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, the, the heart thing, like you said, you know, some people seem to have known about it. He has. It seems to me clear that he has said to at least some people before he died. You know, yes, I had. You know, I had this heart problem, um, and yeah, I, I just the assassination. Like, surely not. Surely for them it would be a way bigger thing to say, look, we arrested the, the kind of guy that brought the FGC-9 to the world. Like, surely for the police, that would have been better for them, you know, than quietly kill him and then actually tell nobody, you know? I mean, Jay Stark died in June, and we're only finding out now, you know? It just, I don't know, it, it's a weird one. Um, in terms of the FGC-9, um, obviously, Jay Stark's, Jay Stark's gun that he, he 
kind of gave to the world, if you like. It's out there now, whether you like it or not, it's out there. Um, a lot of them are, are moving around Europe right now and the rest of the world. What do you think the, the future holds for that? Do you think, you know, the, the work is going to continue or do you think it dies with Jay Stark? I think the, the work is going to press on. You know, that you have, you know, countless developers and countless people engaged on, you know, um, Gatalog, Deterrence, Suspense, and, you know, even places like Aussie, right? There's people definitely carrying on the spirit of do-it-yourself guns and accessible guns for anyone who, you know, has a, you know, sincere, urgent need for one. And so I don't think I, it would be, I would say it'd be almost, um, how say, cynical to think that the movement dies with Stark. Mm. Um, and it, it won't, and it hasn't, you know. Um, Stark was someone who just rallied everyone together um, because he represented the ideal of the person who would work tirelessly and without pay to give accessible arms to people that, that need it. So, yeah, a, a lot of people have have seen Jay Stark through obviously the documentary that I made, um, and that's like one side of him. But is there anything you think people should know about him that is perhaps not evident from the doc? I think the doc succinctly captures who he is: mm. um, a consistent person. Um, you know, consistent views and morals and someone who puts out great work for others, you know, selflessly. And I think, um, you know, that that's probably the best way to capture his uh, memory. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? No, that's it for me. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Cool. Um, if people want to, you know, follow your work, what you're doing, um, where, where can they do that? Like Twitter or wherever? So you can find me on Twitter um, at win, N-G-U-Y-E-N-K-V-V-N. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I also have a Patreon too. Same handle. Um, I usually post uh, guns and do-it-yourself work and all that stuff too. So you know, be sure to stop by. All right, mate. Thank you very much. My pleasure. To wear firearms is a human right. The government and the entity that has to rule over you as an executive force, the police, the military, they have firearms. To be able to escape that, uh, that um, injustice. They need to have the same force on the individual level as the executive force of the government entity that is ruling over them. certain circumstances in our life which are unfortunate and which make living kind of painful and uh, sometimes I do not have anything to look forward to but with me I have nothing to lose and to be able to accept the risk to die at any time basically live free or die these are not empty words
do not want harm for anyone. We want everyone to live peacefully amongst each other. And we want people to have the freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. And if that's too politically extreme for you, fuck yourself. Live free or die.